is on this episode of Sincerity Speaking, we're going to be talking about, you know, um, intolerance um, in academia. We're going to be talking about um, abortion a little bit. And we're going to be talking about some, a little disappointment, maybe? Um, <laughs> my name is McCullough. And this I'm is Rachel. Sincerity Speaking. This is <laughs> Sincerity Speaking. <laughs> Alrighty, McCullough. So today we're talking about the normalization of intolerance in our society. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly today, I wanted to talk about at least starting off with intolerance in academia, which is something that you and I have definitely both both dealt with. Um, at Clemson, I feel like it's not as bad as it is at a lot of other academic mm-hmm. institutions. Um, I felt like Clemson is actually rather apolitical. And a lot of people have asked me, especially since I'm an out-of-state student, uh, what my experience is like at Clemson, especially also because I'm a very politically involved person, Mm -hmm. um, what my experiences are like. And I've found Clemson to be very apolitical, but nonetheless, I've had professors, sometimes other students, or classes in general where um, there's just going into the class, there's an assumed condescension or an assumed distaste for people of a particular political sphere Mm -hmm. uh, especially conservatives Mm -hmm. have you felt that before um I think not as much but it's mainly because I think it's just the nature of my class my classes um I mean definitely with my more I've taken a couple like liberal arts classes and I feel like in a lot of that that liberal arts like I would say um it definitely skews more that way I mean with you know math math and science classes they don't really talk about anything else. Like they make 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 an offhanded comment every once in a while, but I'd say definitely in like in a couple of liberal arts classes I've taken, I've definitely seen that. Um, I know I feel like you would see it more than I would, um, especially with you know poli sci and stuff like that. Um, but I I have I have seen it. Not maybe not quite as much, but definitely I've seen it. I've had professors even um, my freshman year, second semester, I took a basic English mm-hmm. class mm-hmm. and we were reading um, one of the comic books. I forget which Watchmen. one it was, it but was it was, it was the Watchmen. <laughs> it was the honors one. Yeah. And um, which is completely apolitical, has nothing to do with anything political. And this professor asked on the very first day of class, who in the class was a Trump supporter? And of course, me being myself, I raised my hand, and I was the only student in the class to raise their hand mm-hmm. out of about 25 students, mm-hmm. and then from that day on, every Tuesday, Thursday, this professor asked me um, what I thought about this, how I felt about that, mm-hmm. if I was okay, if he men- mentioned certain things, and then the very, I think it was like the second to last week of class, he came into class, and he was like, students I watched this really hilarious video over the weekend and I was already doing homework for another class because I knew this class was completely worthless and he said Rachel is it okay if I show it and I was like I don't care what you show I don't get offended it doesn't matter and so he shows this 30 minute video of someone like Jake Tapper or somebody roasting Trump for like 30 minutes and it wasn't just like the oh my gosh he's orange like oh my gosh he has like fake hair or whatever it was like he's incompetent he's unintelligent blah 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 and so at the end of the video, he, he pauses dramatically and he says, Rachel, are you all right? I said, yes, I'm absolutely all right. 
that didn't affect me at all. And he said, oh, really? Well, what did you think about it? And I said, if you want to honestly know my thoughts, I think it's beyond distasteful. I, I think that it's actually rather disgusting that you feel that it's professional within your bounds and actually morally appropriate to show this in class to try to indoctrinate students in a field that's not even relevant to this class material and try to, to, to disrespect not only the current sitting president, but just the office of, of president. Um, what does that do to help anyone? All it does is further divide our nation and then try to impose these beliefs on students. And he asked if anyone else in the class agreed with me and three or four students raised their hands and said, actually, yeah, what Rachel said made sense. So, I mean, that's just one of the examples of quote unquote intolerance in academia that I've seen, mm -hmm. but I mean, it takes its form in, in, you know, many other areas. Like, have you seen that, you know, socially, like on social media or anything oh, like that? Oh, for sure. I feel like it's definitely more, more prevalent on social media. And I think that's one of the reasons like I've tried to, I know, especially over the summer and with everything going on, I definitely just was like, yeah, I'm just going to stay off Instagram because I, <laughs> I would, you know, I would get on social media and, you know, as a, you know, as a college student, as a young person, like, I feel like social media is such a huge part of our culture. Like people's, you know, like it's part of like staying connected with people. And so I feel like that's just ingrained in us. And so, you know, yeah, I would get on social media all the time and I, you know, see what people, especially when in lockdown see what people that I'm not seeing are up to and things like that and I would just get <laughs> so angry because I just people just post whatever they want on their like Instagram stories or Snapchat stories and it's just like absolutely and it's, I, you know and yes they have they have the right to do that and that is totally fine and I have the right to not you know look at it and not you know take that in and I did I would delete Instagram and I'd be like you know what? I just I can't handle this anymore but it's just like I felt like more it was people talking at you and not like with you if that makes sense um mm -hmm. I agree with that completely especially like even people would instigate you know I mean I'm sure you've had it too people will slide into your dms and say oh my gosh I can't believe you support Trump or oh my gosh I can't believe you posted that or why didn't you post this you know why didn't you post the the black square or whatever mm -hmm. have you and they're initiating stuff with you but they're not initiating mm -hmm. a conversation like they're not trying to engage in dialogue to try to meet common ground or at least have some sort of progress made some sort of development they're just trying to be morally condescending and I think that all of this stems from moral elitism on the left mm -hmm. you agree with that I mean I mean yeah, I would say so. I feel like, I feel like it's just such a huge issue um, with people today. It's just like, again, it's the talking at you and not with you. I feel like we really need to be able to have those open dialogues. And, and I feel like, you know, um, and I was talking with a friend about this, where people have this mentality where it's like, oh, you know, I disagree with you. Therefore, I know that you hate me and I also hate you. And so there, we can't agree. We can't be friends. We can't have like a conversation. We can't, you know, do anything like I just, you know, I hate you because you don't agree with me. And that's like, no, like you can still like, I, like for me personally, as a Christian, like you're called to love people. And so like, I can still love people and have a conversation with you and be respectful. But I feel like that's kind of been lost in our culture today. Um, that idea mm -hmm. that like, you can still be respectful to others and disagree with them and have a conversation and have a dialogue. Um, that is probably no, my I biggest pet peeve. <laughs> yeah, it's a comp well, it's just coming from, it's just, 
the fact that I like flutter between like I'm like on a pendulum where sometimes I'm like all right like humanity has common ground we can always get back to some sort of common ground where we wish the best for other people etc etc but then other times it is really hard to discern that that common ground still exists when people are treating each other like animals when people are you know walking up to a complete stranger with these assertions like with these assumptions and they're not even willing to budge. They're not even willing to have their minds changed. So it's not just initially assuming the worst of someone. It's initially assuming the worst of someone that you don't know. A group of people that you're generalizing, that you're lumping together, assuming the worst of them for no logical reason. Mm-hmm. Like there's no absolutely no precedent to make you believe that. Mm-hmm. And then acting upon that and wishing, like maliciously wishing ill against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just, it really makes me hopeless. Yeah. It really honestly does fall back to this moral elitism because we see in every issue not just with the coronavirus but we see with every single issue that the left-wing elite feels that they are morally and intellectually superior and that they have to impose their morals what they believe is right on the masses because we can't take care of ourselves and so you see this with gun rights you see this with health care you see this with public education you see this with you know, like political correctness and, and social norms. You see this with the coronavirus. Like you see, it with you see everything. with this past week and with this whole it's... the whole stock market thing. Like I don't know anything. I don't know exactly. anything about stocks. I do not claim to be knowledgeable in that area. But just from the like little research I've done, I mean, it's yeah. No, absolutely. And so it's like it's it's really honestly it goes back and. People always get irritated when I take this back to like its epistemological roots and I try to get back to like the presuppositions that all these people are basing um, mm-hmm. all of their beliefs on. And but it really comes back to people not seeing other people as humans is what it is. And it's really ironic because the left constantly says that the right is you know, the party of white supremacy, the party of homophobia, the party of sexism, and we're the ones who don't see others as humans, but the left is the is the side of the political spectrum that is telling the masses, telling the, the not elites, the average day-to-day Americans that they lack the basic human integrity and dignity to take care of themselves and to take care of their families and to interact with others well. It's the three things that make us human, and they're telling us that we well, can't Well, and do any also, of them. I mean, I know you are really passionate about the whole um, abortion topic, and you know I am as well. Um, but you know, they are—they claim to be the 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 party of the people and the party of that sees people as humans when they're you know supporting this, supporting abortion, you know, late-term abortion at that, which is literally murder absolutely um and so it's just uh, it's just so hypocritical it's not even funny i just God. absolutely it's super hypocritical and it's the fact that also this party says that they're the party of science and then i mean we don't even have to every single topic i mean we can go into like how they take care of children in the public education system with science and statistics we can go into uh the environment and, and climate change with statistics and science. We can go into the sexual orientation spectrum or whatever and genders and science, but especially with abortion, we want to go into science. 
I mean, I don't even bring up religion when I talk mm-hmm. about abortion with anyone. I don't care if you're a Christian or irreligious or any denomination that you choose or any religion that you choose. I don't even bring up religion because you can use pure logic. And I mean, I mean, on a fundamental level, like logos is the truth of Christ. And so I don't really see the need to distinguish between religious and logical explanation for certain topics. But I mean, obviously we're all created in the image of God and obviously he mm-hmm. knits us together in our mother's wombs. But if you want to go beyond that and you're talking to someone who thinks that that's BS, you go into that and you say, all right, the, if we want to talk a little bit about the science of abortion, um, the three main reasons that pro-choicers will give for supporting abortion are that the baby's not conscious, that the baby's not fully developed, and that the baby's located in the mother's womb. All three of these are like refutable by a five-year-old. I mean, if the baby's not conscious and that's why it's not a human and that's why you can kill it and it's not murder, then people who are in a coma or people who are asleep, then they're not people. And if you kill someone when they're in a coma or asleep, Mm -hmm. then it's not murder. And then if you're saying that the humanity depends on being fully developed, that's absolutely absurd because all the genetic capabilities are there. All the genetic attributes are there in the child Mm -hmm. from conception. And so are you saying that like a child who hasn't hit puberty yet isn't a, isn't a person absolutely not and then in terms of like the location of the child are you saying that like since the child's like dependent on the on the mother for survival that a, a man on on the moon in a spacesuit isn't a person are you saying that a person on life support isn't a or person or even a child absolutely I mean, a child not can't survive on its own absolutely and so they have these quote-unquote logical strains but they only use them where it's convenient and you see this kind of this kind of manipulation everywhere and once again it comes back to the fact that the left-wing elite believe that the masses are so easily manipulated and so easily controllable they're just sheep they can just tell them all these things and spew them all these lies and they just eat it up and they don't question it and honestly we're proving them right a hundred percent and it's it's like it's like it's like they (laughs) to be completely honest the thing that really grinds my gears that just makes me so angry a is the hypocrisy and b is just this idea that like they're like the it's like we're the cool people like you you want to like hang with us like we're we're cool and so they try to do all these things that's like you know it's just their their policies just flow with the ebb and tide of what they think what they think is cool and what they think people are gonna love and it's just like if you that's not how that works like (laughs) I every time I think of I always think of um and I I hate to be the person who like brings up Hamilton um but (laughs) I I see so many similarities from Hamilton to today where in in so many different areas I I see a lot of similarities between Hamilton and and President Trump and I would could talk about that for a while but (laughs) um (laughs) I, you know, they in several of the songs, they talk about, you know, Aaron Burr. Like, I don't believe in Aaron Burr because he, you know, what does he stand for? He stands for nothing. He stands for, he switches parties at the drop of a hat to, you know, you know, go with what he thinks people would like. And he doesn't express any, like, particular, like, stances. And, and, and it's just, like, I feel like that's, like, the whole party (laughs) the whole the whole democratic elite right now is 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 that's what they are they just you know they're like oh yeah you know i'll stand for this this day and you know maybe tomorrow i won't or 
I'm going to go to... Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. But I also... Well, I think that we see that in our own party as well. I think that it's a sickness that's just... It's really... It's really infected a lot. I mean, especially with politicians. And I hate it because as someone who wants to be a politician in the future, whenever I... You know, people are like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I tell them, they always say... I mean, nine out of ten times I get told that... Oh, all all politicians are just, you know, dirty, slimy snakes. Like, you don't want to be that. You don't want to be a rat. And it saddens me because I, I try to defend the profession of being a politician. I try to defend the profession of being a legislator who represents the values and the beliefs and the issues and concerns of mm-hmm. his or her constituents to the best of their ability, standing for what's right. And I believe that's a noble profession after which to seek but honestly today's politicians about the left the left and the right are proving me to be a liar um i mean all of what you've just described i see it on the, on the right as well it's obviously not as prolific on the right but i think that it's something that plagues all people who lack the moral courage mm-hmm. to stand up for what they believe or they just lack the intellectual depth to to really discover mm-hmm. what they believe or they you know been the game in a long time <laughs> um, yeah. exactly no and it also it kind of hurts because I want to defend like obviously not ancient politicians but I want to defend like the wise like the the older people of society who have been around and know what they're talking about like I mean the bible commands us to respect our elders and I believe that people who have been around longer know more and are wiser and are better equipped to lead but these people who are just in it for their they're in their own bubble they're in their own ivory tower and they're Mm -hmm. in it for their own gain are once again proving me wrong Mm -hmm. and it's making it so hard for us to stand up for what's right when people are just proving us wrong and wrong and wrong and it's the same thing I mean with Christianity on a general basis like it's hard for us as Christians to, to say this is the way the truth and the life like seek Jesus and then we have these Christians who are out here you know protesting with BLM and throwing bricks at cop cars. And then we have these Christians over here who are saying, you know, it's okay to marry whoever you want and be whatever gender floats Mm -hmm. your boat and do whatever you want. And then we have these Christians over here who are cheating on their wives and their husbands. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on. It just, it's very, very hard to stand up for what's right today because the world is just proving Mm -hmm. us wrong all the time. (laughs) Exactly. Nobody's perfect. And we know that. So, but it's just, it's just frustrating when you want to, yeah, I agree when you want to stand up for somebody, but yeah. They can't stand up for themselves. It does. It really really does. And for today's episode, guys, thanks so much for listening. Um, Make sure to follow us on Sincerity Speaking. Give us a follow. Give us some likes. Um, We'd love to get connected with y'all. Um, but we really want to make sure we're talking about the things that you guys want to hear. So make sure to follow us. Um, DM us. Let us know topics that you'd want to hear in the future. Um, and thanks so much for listening. <laughs>